0: I don't know. I, I didn't have a reason to play that. I just thought it sounded nice.
1: It's very nice. It's very pleasant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty neat. <laughs> I I I put I put I put Andrew on the soundboard. Thanks to Bryant for that clip. Um, the, the listener the, the slash is, my
0: nemesis, Bryant.
1: <laughs> the thing is, I said that I would never. We we both basically said we're never gonna put sound clips of each other on our sound boards because uh-huh. once you do first of all it's stepping no on the trademark yeah it steps on the trademark of our midnight snack colleagues right mm, mm-hmm, um kylan mm-hmm. kylan Kyle kinney yeah um do that and it and it it's a pretty good gag that they do um mm. I, and i don't, I don't want to step on it and i also yeah you can't you can't go back from it so with in this new seat, what season is this? Season five,
0: season five, yeah.
1: In this season, in five, this
0: challenging and difficult time,
1: <laughs> we've we've crossed the Rubicon now more than ever. God. I'm just thinking
0: of how many. I think if you ser- search Twitter for cross the Rubicon, you'd see like. <laughs> Eight million tweets from December, basically.
1: <laughs> December, the December you remember. There's a lot, of, there's a lot of crossing the Rubicon.
0: There's a lot of crossings of the Rubicon <laughs> happening right now.
1: You know, in inshallah, we will cross many more Rubicons.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you, they say we, they we think, think we you might be cross. going in a circle. We just keep coming back to the Rubicon.
1: <laughs> you can't cross the same Rubicon twice, is what they say. <laughs> Oh, empowering it, meanwhile, imagination. Meanwhile, I'm over here like, no, Damn. we need to
0: get to the Danube.
1: <laughs> oh, no, this now, now we're getting into history. Mm. We're the history, history boys. Welcome well, speaking to of history. season five. <laughs> yes, Jimmy from LinkedIn. <laughs> Wait, what McClunky. was that? I heard something <laughs> McClunky. 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 You got, you got over break, you got McClunky pilled.
0: I did. I yes. Um this is the uh it's the it's a clip that they added for the Disney Plus release of Star Wars Episode 4. McClunky. Um they basically added Greedo says this before he shoots or gets shot. Um and it's totally bizarre because the rest of his dialogue is subtitled, but McClunky is not.
1: McClunky.
0: He just <laughs> says that without any subtitling.
1: I love that George Lucas his mm-hmm. his um, you know uh crow pecking at his liver for eternity. Right, is that he has to keep changing the Greedo scene?
0: Exactly. Yeah, he's constantly <laughs> yeah messing with it.
1: But it gets Never weirder because apparently
0: it's been established in the cartoons that like Greedo speaks English Galactic yeah. Basic just fine.
1: Yeah, I'm watch. I'm watching Clone Wars, and he yeah he's in so, there. So like,
0: so why <laughs> it doesn't make any sense?
1: I don't know. <laughs> None of it makes any sense and the fact that they keep trying to make it make sense Mm -hmm. is hilarious to me.
0: It is sort of funny sometimes to log on to Wikipedia Uh and read through the like very contrived explanations that the that the the canon has come up with for like certain inconsistencies (laughs) and things.
1: (laughs) They really do try. They do be trying that all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, what's funny is that during the break you got McClunky pilled and then like a week later they said McClunky. They said they said the McClunky They did. In in Mandalorian. McClunky. Mm-hmm. They did. <laughs> so so it's there. I meanwhile I got I got Tom Bombadil. Bombadil. Yeah, which Bombapild. I think is
0: better to be honest.
1: Tom the thing about Tom Bombadil is that he's just like Hey ho merry do, Tom Bombadillo. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's just skipping through the forest. He's just Collecting lily pads. He's just saving people all yeah. the time. He's he, just, he's just having a good time, you know. He's just living. He's vibing. He's living vibing life. so yeah. hard. He's got he's got a uh, uh, he's got like a a hot trad wife. Um, well, <laughs> everyone everyone in natural. Lord of the Rings
0: is a trad wife.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just the nature of the situation. But right. like. But she's just cool on her own. Her name's Goldberry. Goldberry. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that's awesome. And the thing about him is he puts on the ring. Spoilers for a book that was written like, you know, 80 years ago or whatever. So <laughs> sorry. But like Tom Bombadil like just puts on the ring and is like, lol, <laughs> takes it off. Yeah. Just, just nothing has no effect on him. He like, puts
0: it on and says, pretty neat. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like, it's like the good version of being smooth-brained. Right. I can't like, yeah. just, be- the brain just bounces off of them. Doesn't, mm. doesn't affect him at all. That's what I want. That's what I want in my life. So. Yeah. I've been thinking a Peter lot Jackson about Tom Bombadil. Peter Jackson stated
0: the reason that Tom Bombadil was omitted from the Lord of the Rings film trilogy was because, in his view and to his co-writers, Bombadil does little to advance the story and would make the film unnecessarily, as if the films weren't already unnecessarily long. Yes.
1: Seriously, like, eight-hour uh, cuts still coming. I went out, I went and watched them all over this little break that we had, and, uh... They're they're fun, they're enjoyable, they hold up. I I'm, I'm reading Lord of the Rings again because I saw mm. the movies and like right, let me compare them back and forth. And you know what? Like, I can understand why Tom Bombadil's not in there because Tom Bombadil kind of points out the absurdity of conflict and war and hatred and all that stuff mm, right at mm-hmm. the beginning. Right. So like you start this journey with like an understanding. But the Lord of that, the Rings
0: films are basically war films set in yeah, a fantasy world.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, well, and I mean the fantasy world is there's a lot of war and conflict and strife and stuff, but like yeah. that with letters, Tom letters from Baradur. <laughs> yeah, <by> like <laughs> When Clint Tom Eastwood. Bombadil is in it, it it's a good contrast. And I don't know, I wish there was some mm. way they could have included that like whimsy that, that yeah. happens. So it kind of shows you like instead, of, instead oh, of
0: saving private Ryan, it's saving Faramir.
1: <laughs> oh gosh. Speaking of saving uh rears. Mm. um fair m rears mm. i don't know sorry <laughs> so i've warmed in uh, the micro mm-hmm. <laughs> um it is what it is your your sofa we haven't talked about your sofa it's been a while
0: yeah it remains a sofa it's still I, I in sofa this, shape. I, I, I like it a lot better than I liked my previous sofa. So, you know. Still, still, okay. Could be better. You know, it could be like a love sack or whatever those things are that are like $3,500. <sighs> no. But, Love you know. sacks.
1: Love sacks are so amorphous and they make love your back sack, sweaty.
0: Baby love sack.
1: The sack. The have you love
0: seen- <laughs> sack is a little old bean oh, bag.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the sectionals that they advertise? excuse uh, yeah.
0: me i also hate that word it 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 makes me viscerally nauseous
1: <laughs> it, it just makes my skin crawl when they're like Get they, our
0: they call them dumps big massive dumps yeah
1: <laughs> that's a no that's a big no for that's me a,
0: yeah i don't i don't love that at all but a
1: big a big yes is your new wallet i'm very excited yeah
0: i've got i got a new a new wallet I have a coworker to thank for this because this is uh, made by a Dutch company. It's by a company called Secret, which is S E C R I D. Um, and I have the Secrid uh, Slim Wall Slim Wallet or Mini Wallet. Anyway, um, the sort of whole thing about it is that there's this big metal piece which is called the card protector. Um, yeah. And you put you slide your cards into it, and it's supposed to protect them from RFID or whatever. But then the way you get it out. You get your cards out because they just go in there stacked up. The way you get them out is there's this little lever on the bottom of the card protector that sort of um, it just goes shoots. It basically shoots them out, but it fans them out when it does it. Like, yeah. so you can just grab one very easily, and then you push the rest it's like back the, in.
1: Like a thing a magician does when he's like, f- f- like exactly, yeah, picking any yeah. card. But it's like your credit card. You just pull the lever, wallet. and
0: all your cards are displayed incrementally. For like, you.
1: imagine you're holding your wallet vertically, like uh, like like portrait mode, right? Yeah, yeah. And right. you just hit a th- trigger on the bottom, and they slide out. Yeah, you the Just top. you
0: just pull this little lever. Do we get Ooh. that? This is hang on.
1: Yeah, it sounds so satisfying.
0: Yeah, yeah and then you just I'm get the card that. that you want out. And then like also it's really easy to put the cards back cuz you don't have to like fiddle for the correct slot. You just put them in the thing. There's one opening.
1: <laughs> Man. So. See, I I kind of want this, but now I'm looking it's on the good. website. It's a little heavy,
0: but it's good.
1: This yeah. this is this is going to this but this is the problem. It's Aaron's wallet paradox. Oh, yeah. Um where you you have the money so you need a place to put your money. So you buy a wallet with it's that my money, money and but now, now, but now you have no money to put in the wallet, right? And you don't need the wallet anymore. So, like, right. this this is a this is an expensive wallet. This is a luxury wallet, and I, I looking yes. at this, I can't make myself pay that much for a wallet. But well, my the wallet good news is, so is that they're
0: going to give you two thousand dollars.
1: Are I'm, they? though? I'm almost one hundred
0: percent confident.
1: <laughs> are they though? We're just like in a hyper position of they're always going to yeah, give us the two thousand, and they're not going to give us the dollars. The two thousand dollars is
0: right around the corner, guys.
1: Peng. <laughs> just, uh, I mean, I don't. Some people you know have already what we call that. S- you better leave them. <laughs> no. Yes. Um. Well, I, but I want a new wallet. See, here's what I, d- mm. Andrew. This is compromising my opsec. Uh oh! But I'm gonna tell it to you, okay? Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. share it with anybody else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I have a brown leather bifold.
0: Mm-hmm. That's brown, my wallet. Brown leather bifold.
1: Brown leather bifold.
0: Brown leather bifold. And and
1: bifold. I really don't keep any cash in it. Um, yeah, me neither. It's it's just a thing for holding my credit cards now and my my debit cards and my my what ha- my driver's licenses and and et cetera. And then the thing is that. I washed it a few times. So that kind of took some of the color out and made it like rumply a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then I developed the habit of just storing it always in the car door. So like hmm. the, the the little spot that's right next to the handle underneath the handle where you're like you're supposed to like right. sit, I don't know what, what you put in your your, your gummy um vitamins. Yeah, your I don't pack know what you put smokes. in there. Yeah. Yeah, I put my wallet in there and it just stays there. It's always in my car because mm-hmm. I don't go anywhere without my car. Right. That I need money. Like maybe I'll go with my family somewhere. But if I'm like, oh, crap, I forgot. my Well, they have money. I can pay them back later. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um, my wallet just stays in my car because I forgot my wallet so many times that I was just like, this is I'm done. Wallet mm-hmm. stays in car, which is like anybody could break into my car and steal my wallet. Yeah. Um. But I'm, this is just between you and me. So I feel like, you know, I don't think right. you would do that to me. No. Um. Well, firstly, I'd have to
0: come out to California, which is, you know. True. That's, a t- true. that's a big ask.
1: It is. Yeah. We don't have a train. You can get here again on a high speed rail. Yeah. Soon. 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 Fortunately or unfortunately. Mm hmm yeah but I need Anyhow. a wallet but I don't want to replace a wallet it's just going to sit in my car it's basically the long and short of it I know I'm taking a long time to get there but that's yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. I mean that's the thing is like for me it's also kind of a fidget toy so
1: <laughs> mm, maybe that's the key to not forgetting my wallet
0: mm, yeah if you're your just wallet like where's is my a fidget right exactly then you'll be like mm. well where'd it go
1: mmm now that $90 food, is food for not thought. Food, food for thought here we go Speaking of food for thought,
0: mm-hmm, um mm-hmm.
1: let's 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 get let's get in the eating vertical.
0: Yeah.
1: Let's talk uh, about what we've been I'm eating. in the mood for some water. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello everybody,
0: I'm Huel Hauser, and here I am eating my salad. I've got- <laughs> I've
1: been I've been drinking a lot. I've been in the mood for a lot of Topo Chico, but it has those PFOAs in it. Mm. So I'm a little worried, so I Those so I started chemicals. Yeah, I just started drinking Cactus Cooler, which I'm not <laughs> familiar with. This is a regional uh, soda beverage. Um, Cactus Cooler. Cactus Cooler. If you can find it, I would highly recommend it because if you want to understand being like a teenager in California, you got to get yourself a pack of the the um chill the Verde. Uh, green Doritos
0: mm-hmm.
1: and a, and a cactus cooler. And that's like your school lunch that you're, that you're getting that like is really bad for you, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's what you end up spending your money on. Oh, um, this is
0: interesting. It says that it's an uh, orange pineapple flavored drink. Yeah, That would be new. I've not had, yeah. a, you know, like a pineapple flavored soda before.
1: So yeah, it's a good, it's a good mix. It's very, re- extremely refreshing. like, it, there's a, there's an, an animated f- children's cartoon from like the early nineties called the mysterious cities of gold. Mm-hmm. And in that it's like a, some Spanish kids end up on a conquistador ship, end up in like, you know, Mesoamerica somewhere to look for this, the cities of gold. And I don't know, they get trapped on a desert island and like, like someone cuts open a cactus so they can get juice out of it. And it always seemed like the most refreshing thing. And now I see Cactus Cooler. That's what I think of. Mm-hmm. Now so this I don't know I... like a product
0: uh the design like of the can for which has not been updated in like 25 <laughs> years is that correct No
1: it's 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 like exactly the same as when I was in high school Yeah 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 like I'm seeing some older designs of can
0: but they're like quite old like this is a can that doesn't you know that has like a tab even so
1: <laughs> Yeah there's that I I think this is pretty much exactly what it looked like when I was, I kind of like I that. Younger. I
0: like when they just stay consistent. Oh, but now I'm, yeah. I'm on the Google image search for cactus cooler, and I've come across someone's cactus cooler redesign proposal on Dribble, and uh, I hate oh,
1: whoa, it. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Where like is, it. where is is this? Oh no, is this the one with the blue cooler? No, no, no! I'm dropping oh. it in our chat. Drop it take, in the chat. Take
0: a look at that one.
1: Ah. <laughs> oh! Oh, no. It,
0: they've done the minimalism no. to Cactus Cooler.
1: No. <laughs> no.
0: It's just like a... Uh, so basically what it is, it's green on the top and bottom of the can, and then there's a yellow to orange gradient, and then the typography and the logo are very thin white lines, <sighs> and it's, you know, it's everything wrong with with design today, <sighs> I feel.
1: Modern design that's just... That's, that evokes this nothing. Is the thing. That I'm going nothing. to become
0: like the Western trad architecture guy, <laughs> but just for like logos <laughs> it
1: really is. I'm going to put that's... the I'm
0: going to put the like gap logo and then like the failed gap logo redesign minimalism that they did and be like, which way
1: Western man? <laughs> yes, I I love this for you. You're Now you're you're getting into dark chocolate cherries and I haven't tried these. I need I did. Oh, I need uh, to get some I, right now. I was ordering delivery from
0: the grocery and I was uh you know just perusing their selection as I do mm. and I came across dark chocolate covered cherries and I thought I do love me some dark chocolate. And because it has fruit in it I can claim that it's healthy. So I ordered them and they are uh, (laughs) delicious. Um, Particularly, it's the ones that I've been getting are from a local Michigan company, which means that the cherries that they use are like a tart cherry. So you get that's the
1: right cherry for it.
0: That's yes, that's correct. Tart tart cherry is the correct cherry. I will not be monitoring replies to this (laughs) sweet. But, you know, you need so you get the dark chocolate is not especially sweet, which is good already. But you get the complexity and, and, you know, uh, moderate sweetness of the dark chocolate. And then you get the tartness, um, but still the, the, the relative sweetness of the tart cherry as well. And it's a great combination and i sort of feel mm. bad that i didn't notice it before i especially feel bad that i've run out now and i need to i need to get more uh, cuz i ate them all
1: <laughs> i need to acquire some sounds yeah. good this is my this I did is order my task some from, from
0: nuts.com and you may like them but they were sufficiently different from the kind that i had got that i did not uh like them as much but nuts.com does have them so some
1: of the nuts.com feels like 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 a knockoff the cherries
0: In the dark chocolate cherries from nuts.com that I got tasted a little, like, almost chemically, if that makes sense. Like, the tart taste was a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: I don't want that. No. No, I'm going to find i'm gonna do a taste taste test of dark chocolate cherries this I'm, is what i'm gonna do with my two thousand. i love dollars. that for you
0: <laughs> just ordering pallets of dark chocolate cherries yeah
1: yeah just to do a uh a, a roundup you know like a like a what's what's that stupid new york times what you should buy list uh the oh i don't know you know what's it? the wire cut the, the wire cutter oh the wire cut yeah the sure. wire cut of course yeah of course
0: <laughs> I will say the kind that I got. You can order; they're from a company called Cherry Republic. However, ordering them uh, uh, and getting them delivered is is quite expensive since there. You're just me being a fancy locally.
1: boy, man about town now with your fancy wallet I, and your fancy I, dark chocolate cherries. I am. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about your rice habit? I you uh, my rice, rice habit.
0: habit. So this is the thing is I think I, I forget when, what exactly the context of this discussion was, but I was discussing with people that I um, consume quite a lot of rice um, mm-hmm. on like a weekly basis. I'm usually making rice at least once a week, if not twice a week. Um, yeah. And my preferred rice is like a cilantro lime rice. Cause I usually, oh, make that's it, right. I usually make it with like a chipotle style chicken, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. chi- if you, you know, rice on its own is fine, but it can be a little boring. If you want an easy way to take it to the next level, you make some, some cilantro lime rice, which consists of rice, cilantro, lime, and a little bit of salt. Um, and it's delicious. The lime really walk adds th- a lot of walk flavor. Walk me
1: through to your it. process. What do you
0: do? So what you do is you put the rice in the rice cooker, and then you let it go for like 45 minutes in my case. While you're doing that, you prepare the cilantro, so you get the cilantro and you chop it up um, mm-hmm. you know, and you got to pick out any of the, cause I get, so I don't know about you. You probably get higher quality cilantro. The cilantro we get here is almost always partially turning to liquid already by the time we get it. So no, I sort. even
1: here, even here, it's yeah, like I have gotta, to buy it like four times a week. Yeah. Yeah. You got to sort fresh. out the bad leaves and all that, yeah. and, you know,
0: wash it and so on. Um, and you chop it up and then you, you know, you put the chopped cilantro in like a little bowl. Um, mm-hmm. and then you usually get, I'm usually making two dry cups of rice. I don't know how Mm -hmm. much that turns out to in in wet cooked rice, but probably close to like four, four. Yeah. So I use like a bunch of cilantro roughly um, and then Mm -hmm. usually two limes and then like a teaspoon of kosher salt. Um, And so the rice is done. You put the kosher salt in, you squeeze the limes in uh, to get the lime juice and then you put the cilantro and then you just mix it up and you're good to go. And it looks like the real deal from Chipotle. Tastes even better because wow. it's fresh.
1: That's easier than I imagined. I was one. Yeah, it's, okay. It's
0: surprisingly simple, and it's very tasty. The if you get this is the thing is like the you know if you go to Chipotle get the cilantro lime rice it's like okay but it's also been sitting there for who knows how long you know yeah. and basically the lime juice has been cooked off. If you get you know my method you put the lime juice in you eat it immediately it is so vibrant and tasty and tangy and all that lime it's juice is
1: really a It's a just, it's like a simple way to add. And and hmm. uh, and this this is a secret thing too.
0: The lime juice helps deglaze the uh, inside of the rice cooker bowl. It makes cleanup a lot easier than if you just put like regular rice in.
1: Mm. (laughs) So my, you know what? I figured out a while ago when I cook rice, if you add a little bit of fat, to the rice, like in oh, the yeah. rice cooker, mm-hmm. that it also keeps the rice from sticking and keeps it from this sticking This is like anywhere. the second
0: method, which is like, for me, if I'm making like basmati rice, uh-huh. you just put a little drop of ghee in there or something, you yeah. know? Yeah. That's all you got to do.
1: Yeah, that's what I do. And everyone's like, yeah. wow, why does this rice taste? I'm like, well, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I put some salt on it at the end and right. there's some butter in here. So that's yeah, why yeah. it tastes so good. So yeah, we love it. Man. I recommend
0: this method. Uh, it's Speaking of rice,
1: I just burnt myself by by getting an eye booger out with the hand that I just used to chop like three jalapenos that I put in my fried rice this morning.
0: I've, I've made that mistake. Yep. I,
1: I just, <laughs> I will always do it. go to the emergency eye
0: wash station now. <laughs> I just,
1: <laughs> just scream as I shoot my face with the vertical eye water. You know, gosh. Exactly. Yeah. Um, in other news, uh, I guess we should talk about some political stuff. That's yeah, what yeah, people come here for. There's
0: been, um, you know, this year we've been primed to expect that Biden will become the president. I'm not confident that that will happen, but we'll <laughs> see. You know,
1: I, I I'm I'm also in this sort of zen-like state about it, where like it doesn't matter to me because right. no matter what happens, it it's it's gonna be bad. So like. Yeah. I'm not worrying. Well, this is about the thing is you way. know I was
0: I was thinking like maybe we should wait to restart you know to start the new season until after the inauguration. But then I thought no, there could be some tremendous hijinks that we would want to cover. Such a it looks like it looks like the- there are shaping up to be tremendous hijinks.
1: Yeah, they're gonna object to the electoral college, which like honestly, I think that's great. I object to it too.
0: Yeah, let's I, let's yeah. do this. I'm doing I'm up. doing the Phoenix right thing.
1: Objection. <laughs> <laughs> i just like I, uh, obviously that's not what they're doing they're no. they're going to try to challenge the votes and impose some sort of weird draconian um i think it, all they're I
0: mean, gonna manage to do is like delay the the certification of the votes by a little bit but you know i don't know props to them if there's one thing the republicans are very good at it's obstructing things and whether it's it justice people's faith or
1: in the government which right good job on them you well, know that's
0: this is the thing people think like you know they're tweeting it like josh hawley and whatever being like how dare you you know um i thought you had respect for our institutions whatever it's like no they don't literally their whole thing since reagan has been to just like slowly dismantle this whole thing piece by piece that's yeah. their whole deal
1: have you not been paying attention? And the answer is no, they have not yeah. been paying attention. <laughs>
0: they do not respect the institutions. They want them to go away.
1: The 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 Republican brain as seen from the lib brain is one of the funniest things to me. Right. It's very much
0: projecting like, your own expectations onto someone else, you know? They
1: just have never met anybody other than their immediate world. And they, they just imagine what a Republican or a conservative is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they're just like so wrong they have no idea what like like rural non-city dwelling people in this nation are mm-hmm. like and it just cracks me up like i would just love well, i just would yeah. love to have an exchange program where you send these people to live somewhere where they where they don't have um it's just, like their boutique grocery stores right it would just be great.
0: Yeah. You send them to Iowa and be like, there's not a Whole Foods for 500 miles.
1: <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah. There's no managers for you it, to yell Send
0: at. them to Texas and be like, you have to go to a store called HEB. Good luck.
1: <laughs> you, you shop at a place called Piggly Wiggly? Yeah. What now? But it's just um, frustrating
0: because it's like, you know, obviously we both object to the uh, Electoral College, but for different reasons. And it's obnoxious that, like, the like we're doing something about the electoral college but what we're doing is basically saying like my guy didn't win i'm upset and that's like this is the th- it's like the monkey's paw where you're like boy i wish we'd do something about the electoral college and the monkey's paw curls and you get josh Hawley <laughs> trying to throw the election instead of like trying to actually abolish it and replace it with something better this is this is what we get in america this well this is why where you gotta at. be
1: Tom Bomba bomba pilled. Like right. you just like you gotta just look at this and go, Oh hey ho <laughs> <laughs> I will say It matters though, not, you know, not to me.
0: Um I, I do I do respect Republicans, but only the French ones. <laughs> <laughs> I I respect their uh their grit and tenacity and their decisiveness. Pretty neat.
1: <laughs> oh we've got an ad i'm
0: just well i have to say before yeah. we do the ad that i'm reminded oh wait okay of a wait, tweet. Wait,
1: wait, wait wait we've got something for this
0: okay rewinding okay What's up? uh i'm reminded of the milo edwards tweet uh that he posted that said uh you know brackets being hoisted me god i hope this isn't my own petard i would hate that so much And that's how I feel every time you play the Pretty Neat clip.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get our our ad read. This is actually a seed catalog. Oh, naturally. (laughs) Some behind the scenes are people. The the whole earth
0: catalog of seeds. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm looking This is actually um, This is Southern Exposure Seed Exchange I'm mm. on the page for uh, Sweet Peppers okay. So I'm gonna look at that later um, so Today Our episode is sponsored by Tolbert Tolbertson's Tolbertones yep. It's They're, We all know We all, we, know, we all know what we all they all are
0: you've, you've definitely seen them You know at the checkout uh, When you're in line You know at like CVS They're just
1: such a temptation
0: They are They're chewy You know? They're sumptuous. Uh,
1: they've got they've got a, a little bit of a, a a rich dark undertone, but with salty overtones, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is uh, which is one of my favorite aspects. I
0: think in other words, like nougat and uh, um, uh, what else? Uh, you get two of them, left and right. I you, think
1: you get you get left and right. Yeah. You can you can you can eat them at at once. You can pull them apart. Mm-hmm. Um, you you can you can do whatever you want. You can
0: sandwich them on top of each other. Uh Ooh, I've never use thought them of in that. Baking.
1: I love yeah. a, I love a Tolbert Tolbert since Tolbertone's cookie. Yeah, I just love mm. them. They're one of well, the best.
0: You gotta make yeah you you stack them on top of each other. You make a a big Tolbertone, and we love that.
1: A Tolbert tower, as we Tolbert,
0: call it. Right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> kind of stack them up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The um, the we all you know it's 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 I think we're we're pitching past the sale here is that as they say yeah I think we're um, overselling it a bit I think we're, we all know we're overselling it I,
0: I think, think we all know I them think we, we all love them you can get what them what this product is and we don't have to explain it to you because you know I mean this is as American as as a Hershey bar even or a as hot American. dog or um, yeah. uh uh political dysfunction even you know that sort of thing absolutely so.
1: Today, just you know what? It's the holidays, it's mm-hmm. a new year, a new
0: you. Treat yourself, treat yourself, treat yourself to Tolbert, Tolbertsons, Tolbertones. End of ad,
1: <laughs> end of ad. Just so everybody knows,
0: <laughs> right? That this is a recording.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, we're getting uh, into a vertical here, uh, which you know, we love be to see. Yeah, a
1: good one. I've got to rearrange my chair after that. The chair thing (laughs) is (laughs) bad.
0: What is the deal?
1: The first tweet is probably... The posts,
0: Jerry. The posts.
1: This is probably the tweet... That broke through my my Bombadil brain the most and mm. enraged me the most. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It got me so heated. I, I just basically ended up going online and trying to talk to anyone I could mm-hmm. about how terrible this was. And yeah. I feel like a lot of people didn't quite grasp why this was so bad. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, you know, you do not understand.
0: <laughs> Oh, the uh, person who wrote this tweet has made it their pinned tweet, uh, which I would not have done, but... uh, Great job.
1: You know what? Ride or die. I'm here for it. I respect it. You know, um, pinning a tweet like this, to me, a vile act. But... uh,
0: (laughs) It does show, uh, you know, it's very brave, very bold thing to do, you know?
1: Yeah. The tweet is from Jenny Digital, which already...
0: Yeah, I prefer analog personally, but, you know. (laughs) Uh, I don't even know what that means.
1: The tweet reads, <laughs> it has become very clear to me why the 1918 pandemic was followed by the ro- Roaring Twenties and why people were dressed up to go just about anywhere. Hmm. Hmm. Bruh. <sighs> it, uh just...
0: It, uh, it's hard to say, you know, uh, have they connected the dots between 1918, the 1920s, and what happened at the end of ni- the 1920s in the year 1929? Um, M- my,
1: I have no idea about the interwar period shirt. It's, <laughs> it's <laughs> well, like, and
0: and and as both of us are uh, uh, big interwar period knowers, reading this yeah. kind of tweet is just like. Uh, uh, i just i i am that um that that uh that king of the hill screen that's just hank hill pushing <laughs> up his glasses and rubbing his eyes
1: <laughs> it's just it's just like to me this is this is vile it, it i don't know it's just like the stupidity of it um, well, that's a, it's like do they uh, do they know i don't know it's not clear no do they, they know? don't they don't they don't know, they don't well, here's the thing too that's extra frustrating to me about it, like there's the super basic thing of like, oh well, you know, um the roaring twenties did not end that well
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's also the thing of like the twenties were not roaring for everybody. I will say. <laughs>
0: If the author of this tweet understands, the people replying absolutely do not understand because uh, there's some replies here. This one says, "Catch a boy at Trader Joe's in spats when this is all over," uh, and then someone says, as "Soon as it's safe to go outside, old sport." And they put a a a, a gif from The Great Gatsby of Leonardo DiCaprio doing dumb dancing. Um, yeah. The feeling
1: when the only book you've read is The Great Gatsby.
0: Exactly right. <laughs> um. Yeah,
1: the 20s, the 20s, like there was like post-war doesn't fallout, repeat, but
0: it does rhyme.
1: <laughs> there was all this post-war fallout, like tons of inequality. It was not that average people were roaring in the 20s. It was like, yeah, if I'd like to actually were... make
0: a recommendation here. Um, if you go to the YouTube channel of uh, uh, it's called Time Ghost. The channel is called Time, Time Ghost. Ghost. Time Ghost History. Um, they have a series, they actually have two seasons of it called Between Two Wars, which is uh, goes sort of um, year by year through the interwar years, and uh, you will learn that uh, stuff was messed up. Uh, there was Drop a lot this- of there was a lot of um, crushing of socialist movements, which we love to see, uh-huh. of course, and labor
1: um, labor movements.
0: Yeah. Basically, labor was trampled uh, in the immediate aftermath of World War One. Uh, you got we, the resurgence of the KKK. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. to see that. Great, oh, yeah. Great.
1: Great. Roaring time. Yep. Only roaring thing was the flames on the crosses they were burning. <laughs> Am I right, <laughs> folks? <laughs> <laughs> drop those. Drop uh, those links in the show notes because I, I want to yeah. see that. And I know also all the
0: wars that you aren't taught about in uh, school mm-hmm. that happened after World War One, like the Polish-Soviet War, things like that. Uh, lots of pogroms happening. Uh, lots which, of stuff was
1: going on. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't great. <laughs> So that's what we have to look forward to. Thanks, Jenny Digital. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, looking look just I'm just super excited about looking forward to it. Absolutely.
1: I'm gonna move this next item down because I don't wanna I don't think I don't wanna sully it. We're gonna mm. we're gonna end with that. That's true. That is a yeah, I, I concur with this, yes. Um a more famous poster had some opinions. Um and that's uh everybody's favorite uh Noah Smith.
0: Noah Smith, now, yes.
1: Noah Smith published something to his his substantial stack.
0: Noah Smith, whose whose Twitter is at No Opinion, which uh I do respect. Law, I do, I do you do have to hand it to him. Um but he's published, yeah, on his substantial stack uh newsletter uh program. Um he has some thoughts about San Francisco, a city that he moved to, well, like a what was he moved? Like, like eight years ago. Eight years ago. Yeah, eight years ago. Um <laughs> He says, nobody says hi in San Francisco. I moved to a great city in decline. Um,
1: Wait, f- four years ago, 2016. Mm, well, in the thing he says, exactly. Oh.
0: Exactly eight years ago is when I decided to move to San Francisco. No. I guess he didn't move until 2016. Yeah. So, um, but he's complaining, among other things, that you know people don't say hi to you in San Francisco, um, which is not yeah. a... That's just been my experience in every city that I've lived.
1: If you read if you read the piece it's the from the point what, of view know. that everyone who he is trying to approach and trying to annoy with his mm-hmm. stupidity knows who he is and are trying to studiously avoid him, it's hilarious. Yeah. It you is- realize like maybe these people have a reason to not want to talk to you. Right. Yeah, your your thesis was maybe people just
0: don't like him.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's my thesis. If you experience that you're a
0: generally unlikable person and everyone you talk to seems to dislike you, I could see that you would draw the conclusion that the world is generally unfriendly.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but it's not. Like I've never had this experience. Like whenever I've gone to the Bay Area or I've been to San Francisco, like uh, everyone's like either like aggressively scary, like homeless people, which good on them. They should be, I would be, or, or they're like just, you know, uh, friendly, nice people or they're like tourists like me who kind of don't know what they're, what's going on. Like, you know, I mean, I live in the
0: Midwest, which is supposed to be like nominally like friendly, but like still, if you're like walking down the street randomly and you try to say like, Hey to someone, they're going to think that you're weird because that's (laughs) what, what we do, you know, is, um we don't do that instead we make the white people face and we like nod and then we move on and that's how we greet each other you know like
1: eh. yeah yeah he the way he describes it this this <laughs> this is so bad oh uh, he's oh i didn't highlight this okay but like this this, this <laughs> uh, okay okay Dolores seemed to me like a much more diverse version of Yoyogi Park in Tokyo, a place where upper-class families with kids mingled peacefully with working-class Mexicans, gay and straight singles alike, weed-smoking hippies, tech nerds having picnics, and even the homeless too. I remember standing in that park and watching a group of young people play with a drone. And I noticed that the group was one black guy, one South Asian guy, one East Asian guy, one white girl and one guy who might have been Hispanic. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) So the guy who just described this scene to you is a is a socially inept person. (laughs) Like you can Mm. capture that From reading this because when he's out Looking at people at a park This is what he does he goes look at this Group one black guy one south Asian guy one east asian guy One white girl and I think that guy Might be hispanic he's A maybe hispanic let me sort him Into this maybe hispanic Bucket it's just Like I don't know he's he's terrible And then he issued a great Tweet Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That I I'm pulling up right here. I don't know. It just uh you sh- this you showed this he's to me. Just, and, oh wait, he's just I'm sorry. The I can't question. pull it up because he blocked me. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blocked by ah. Noah. <laughs> uh,
0: the tweet We'd- says uh, society doesn't owe you a girlfriend, but I do believe that society has an obligation to at least try to help the bulk of its people form healthy romantic relationships. I hope this belief doesn't make me the Joker. Which here is- we go. <laughs> Interesting. Um I feel like there's some conflation of society and government here, but yeah, I don't I it, it's it's a strange one. I guess I don't Yeah, you you, you it's basically saying like you, you, I don't believe that society owes owes you a girlfriend, except that I actually kind of do believe that.
1: He, he's just he's just out here standing for UBGF, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> uh oh You know that's just
0: yeah universal basics i know we might be spending too much time talking about this (laughs)
1: just like i mean you could do noah tweets all day um but why don't we move on to something that's a little bit less controversial and annoying and a little bit a little bit less likely to rile everyone up (laughs) hashtag force the vote force the vote um
0: yeah what we're doing is uh we're gonna make um We're going to make the House have to vote on Medicare for all. And uh, by that, by doing so, they will um, show their true nature. Um,
1: As I understand it, once they do that, Nancy Pelosi's pants will fully inflame. Right, she will. She will be she seen a as a liar. liar, liar. <laughs> on fire. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I guess the idea and, with this is like, oh, um, you know, we're gonna force the vote on Medicare for all, and then you know they won't vote for it, and their hypocrisy will be exposed. And my question is simply, do you not has their hypocrisy not already been exposed? Like for some time now, anybody,
1: anybody for whom that would work already understands the hypocrisies there. Yeah. And. Anybody who doesn't already understand the hypocrisy doesn't pay enough attention or they only get their news been, through like MSNBC. There's, NBC there's or, been an you know.
0: absolute ton of discourse about this. Uh, and I'm starting yeah. to believe that it's an op because it's one of those things that just has been sucking up everyone's time instead of doing uh-huh. productive things.
1: Anytime um, something's like there's there's like labor organizing that's starting to happen. And then anytime something else happens that takes all the oxygen out of the room, my I, my tinfoil hat just drops from the ceiling slowly. Right. It starts moving towards my head. Like I'm like, I don't know. This seems like an op. Um, yeah. So I think the only correct and look, I also am like, fine, do it. I, fine, like, cool. Yeah. Like, like I, I don't, don't know.
0: have a particular opinion about it, but there was apparently yeah. some sort of town hall on zoom or whatever about this and it got quite heated or whatever i don't know the whole the whole effort seems to be led by this like washed up comedian whom i've never heard of before um i think he, his
1: name is jimmy dork Jimmy, yeah all exactly can, right i don't know who he is yeah. uh, but you you but saw
0: a good tweet about this
1: the best tweet about this comes from posada's trap god aka our our comrade aaron from uh oh you know he's on the tril- he's a Trillbilly now so that's true he is uh he uh he said ask my dog if she was on team AOC or team Do- team door jimmy door and she told me to shut the f up <laughs> which is good. i You sent me that and i just replied good doggy
0: <laughs> that dog ate every smack of that
1: avocado <laughs> We really should be listening more to the dogs.
0: Truly, yes.
1: Another person that's been popping off on Twitter.com. Yeah,
0: this is is a remarkable thing that seems to have happened just in the past couple weeks or whatever, but... um Eve six? Are you with the band Eve Six, a band I've not thought about for like fifteen years?
1: I remember that my my littlest brother was really into them when they first came out, like when their music Ab- videos were on. Yeah, absolutely. And that made me not but like but them, safe them, safe them, them, them that much. That's, that's Eve Six. Four. <laughs> <you. Yeah>. <laughs> we just need that as a drop. Let's change. Let's not do our chime anymore. <laughs> let's just do it between every segment. <laughs>
0: oh, Eve dear. Six
1: has been popping off, not I off. believe. Popping off and also
0: like Comrade Eve Six, but also like has already milkshake ducked at the same time. Very. Yes. very This yes. is like. Probably the fastest trajectory to, like, coming to people's attention, like, gaining favor and then milkshake-ducking yourself, like, in history. Um, Well, they've just been uh, loading up the cannons
1: and firing like they'll never run out of ammo.
0: Yeah, great tweets here. Eve6 tweets, the Spin Doctors guy is really nice. We had breakfast together in the lobby of a hotel about a year ago, right after my separation from my ex, and he was so sweet to me, told me it would get easier, showed me pics of his cats um then he he also owned literally all of us because he said it's lovely that you guys get the next few days off from your fake email job so you can sit alone in your gray condos
1: (laughs) that one honestly i i we deserved it yeah (laughs) I I ever tell you guys about the time the guy from Third Eye Blind told me he effed my girlfriend. Yeah, after, <laughs> after the, Third the Third Eye Third Blind I...
0: guy told me he effed my girlfriend, he told me I was a quote wordsmith like Jim Morrison. <laughs> and frankly, I am here for throwing shade at the Third Eye Blind guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, do this it. This is like he deserves this it. is like the
0: '90s beefs that I was not old enough to to know were happening.
1: Also, just the conventions that uh. like they he knows that. The names of these people, but he's just gonna call them the the Third third Eye Blind blind guy. (laughs) He calls them, you know, the Spin Doctor's guy. Right.
0: (laughs) He says, I'm embarrassed to be the guy from Eve 6, but I can't conceive the depth of shame I would feel at being in a warped tour band.
1: Oh, I was almost and a warp Tour band. We got invited, but we said no because, oh my gosh, I was and then, so close.
0: And then later on, uh, Eve Six was tweeting things such as saying, I am a socialist and various other things about, uh, you know, uh, some pretty some pretty based things, I would say, you know. Yeah. But then also I, it was later reported to me that he was um, uh, uh, being quite dismissive of like poly relationships. And so, um, you Oh, yeah. We you know that never meet your heroes somewhere i guess yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah kill destroy all heroes actually that's what
0: i'm saying yeah uh put their hearts you know? in a blender
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh this is preposterous uh, to me heroes bands things of this nature <laughs> <laughs> 90s alternative bands
0: things of that nature uh, uh, i burn like a wicker i'm gonna
1: wicker
0: i'm gonna let it <laughs>
1: like see time has gotten stale.
0: My condolences gonna... to anyone who's using smart speed.
1: <laughs> My condolences to anyone who listens to us on Spotify and can't listen to this episode because oh. we get <laughs> we get Blocked. marked for piracy. Yeah. Um then the I, other thing that we're we're gonna start innovating in tweets. I'm gonna start this yeah. today. I I think you should too. I propose um, this
0: to you because I've I, I've been I've been my mental state has been fragile, which means that my tweets have been better than usual lately. <laughs> They've um, been fire. For example, I tweeted a, a week ago, I tweeted guac mode is a form of quantitative easing, which it, it is if you think about it. <laughs> my, my Instead favorite of printing one. money, we're
1: printing guac. <laughs> Last night You tweet or yet like late yesterday sometime. You know, depending on where you are, you Mm -hmm. tweeted probably one of my favorite tweets of all 2021. (laughs) Um, It is oregano trail. (laughs) Oregano trail. No, you got to read oregano trail. Oregano trail. (laughs) Because that's how I started reading it. Like. I did the thing where I didn't like read it in context I was like oregano. Right. this is the thing. Or-
0: when you're trip, heading out I- on the oregano trail instead <laughs> of starting out at the general store you start out at the Penzies and stock up.
1: <laughs> I read it and I was just remember uh, I just don't have enough money for the good vanilla. <laughs> But uh, I I
0: said, you know, I well, the tweet, I think that that got me thinking about this was I tweeted rich. Yeah, you could say I'm rich. I got the queso with Chipotle today. And I think that the intonation and delivery of that tweet is important. So I said, I really need to be like, there needs to be some way for me to narrate my tweets so that you get the right delivery for them. Yeah yeah and of course you I can whisper, do this, this on twitter for, there's like an audio wi- wi- functionality
1: <laughs> it's whisper sync for andrew's tweets
0: exactly yeah yeah um so i think we're gonna do this now um because yeah. it makes sense you know like i've been doing you know i tweeted join me in breakout room number one mr chapo um and i think you need you know it's important uh, without the intonation so i feel like these tweets don't land as well you know um so yeah, we're you, gonna be looking do... for that, you know, on our tweets. Or tweet we're gonna we're gonna be narrating them henceforth until we get tired of doing it.
1: <laughs> well, I'm gonna do one right now, live oh, on air, okay?
0: Here we go. So this let is me exciting. let
1: me let me go to Twitter. You gotta do it in the Twitter app. Uh-huh. And there's a voice now. What's gonna happen? When- this is the thing that I hate about when you press the audio thing. Is it gonna immediately start recording or is it gonna let me know?
0: That's a great question. I don't know. I suppose we'll find <sighs> let's out.
1: Tr- let's see. I hit the sound. Okay, so I'm hit record. So here we go. This is a tweet that I'm making up right now. Want to throw my tender heart in a blender? Blendtec Designer Six Seventy Five. Done. Now I'm gonna write out.
0: I'm just thinking of the E6 guy going on. Will it blend and bringing a heart? <laughs> <laughs> Will it blend? That is the question.
1: (laughs) Blendtec Designer 675.
0: Uh, The Blendtec Total Blender can blend anything, including a heart. Your tender heart.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There it goes. A superior blending experience. (laughs) No, stop. (laughs) Kept playing it at me. Rendezvous. Yeah, it shows up as
0: what rendezvous when i'm through with you okay now i'm gonna go to your <laughs> to your yeah. account here
1: this is what this is what people tune in for want to put my tender
0: heart in? A... <laughs>
1: it's better than i expected <laughs> <laughs> i had high expectations and they were exceeded yeah there's I mean I mean that was just a that was off the top of the he- my head. Like right. the next one's going to be better cuz I'm going to have some time to workshop well, and it. Well this is bit.
0: like I think so you're one earlier t- earlier today which has had a dream that was the queen's gambit but about Minecraft players. Like that's just if you just delivered that <laughs> <laughs> You know, you just like, had a dream that was the Queen's Gambit, but about Minecraft players. And then you just said, it send was,
1: tweets. it was so weird. Uh, they took themselves so seriously <laughs> and they were smoking cigarettes and they were doing pills. Did they have the they little were, clock? They had the clocks. They had, they were all taking notes. Right. <laughs> like that's well, what was weird.
0: I don't know about you, but I take notes whenever I play Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta take you got to a notes. little pad
1: of paper there. <laughs>
0: oh tweets man we, tweets. we did used to have a big pinned message of all the locations and yeah, now special that I, now that i
1: say that oh, we're all making fun of them but we uh, did have a document i mean i still can get access to our notion that we set up for yeah. our minecraft server. so there's that um but we'll let's here. l- here's the thing i wanted to do that um was to predict some takes
0: oh do i need to hit the uh do i need to
1: hit the No, this is still in the same. We're still in the same segment. Oh my bad. Well, I can't reverse that. No, I I admire the energy. Yeah. Um.
0: We're gonna predict some takes here. We're
1: gonna predict some takes because we want to like come up with them and say like so that we can say I told you so. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So I just came up with. I don't know if you've come up with any, but let's just go through this list here. Um that these are things that we know for sure will happen this year that these so far, these are my predictions. Okay. Mm-hmm. You want to mm-hmm. add any, but here's, here's my first one. The business, this is, these are takes that are going to appear. Okay. Right. Business yeah. owners are basically POCs because they're a minority. I feel like I've seen
0: like um, I don't think that take has been fully developed yet, but I've seen like the in embryo yeah, it exists. I've seen the like smoke. Yeah. Like like, you know, I've seen the embers of it starting to catch fire. Yeah. 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 It's going to happen. That one's going to heat up. Absolutely.
1: Um, this is a good one that's going to come. If you pay more in taxes, you should get more federal financial relief.
0: Well, I think that just makes sense, doesn't it?
1: Like your check should be bigger. You put more in the pot. Yeah, absolutely. You should get more back. Right. Duh. Yeah. Okay. This exactly. one is going to be controversial, and I'm not mm. saying I believe this, but it's going to be birthed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mimes are ableist. I said it there.
0: I think it's true. Because it's, it's I mean, if you're gonna... if if you're if you if you are blind or are hard of seeing, you know, um,
1: or. If you like blind mimes are pretending to be a deaf person.
0: Mm. That's a good point. Which is yeah, it's like
1: blackface for deafness. Yeah, really,
0: that's true. We're gonna have. To, I'm sorry, all mimes are canceled. Not deafness.
1: Now. Sorry, sorry. Uh, uh, I get I always get these mixed up. Um, being mute. What's the mm. term for that? Is that? See now, I'm probably being ableist. Jeez, Louise.
0: Yeah, I don't Ugh. know.
1: Mimes are ableist. It's going to happen. Okay.
0: (laughs) We don't have to sort out the discourse. It'll sort itself out eventually.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And and again, these are not my opinions. These are opinions that I know will come about this year in 2021. Mm,
0: I like this this
1: one. one? Americans are more excited for movie theaters reopening than they are for churches. And that's a problem.
0: I'm excited to read. I assume that's going to be like a Brett (laughs) Stevens column.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a column. We're going to see it. It's gonna happen as soon as they start reopening the I mean who knows if they're gonna be able to do that this year though. But you know, if they yeah, do, kid, it's gonna happen. Kids
0: these days would rather watch films agog than attend synagogue.
1: <laughs> great, great, great. Uh, <laughs> a bit of a stretch, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm here for it. Uh, um only capitalist countries succeed in rolling out the vaccine, ignoring all the places that continued the virus like a whole year before now, the virus I assume contained that, it before. The- I assume that there's like an underlying false assumption that
0: capitalist countries will have succeeded in rolling out the vaccine. Like, we're just going to steamroll over that and say that they did because that's plainly <laughs> not going to happen.
1: No, no, no. I think we will not succeed at it. But we're going to claim that yet, we did. They will claim that we did. Right. And that's that what that I'm saying. Yeah, Exactly. Us. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. It's, I'm it's, sure basically,
0: this... it's basically George Bush on the aircraft carrier with the mission accomplished band.
1: Yeah. yeah but... or, or it's Andrew Cuomo publishing a
0: book in September about lessons from COVID 19. <laughs>
1: Unless you open the book and the lesson says uh, Cu- Cu- Cuomo is a big doo doo poo poo ass, right. then <laughs> it's not. You true. open the book We're and valid. it just
0: says the boyfriend in quotation marks, and that's all it contains.
1: I like it. <laughs> The Those This years. is my last take that I think is going to come about, and it's, the pandemic was a necessary evolutionary filter to weed out weak genetics.
0: Now, again, I've already seen this take getting warmed up. People have been practicing. Been, They've been running like trial balloons for this kind of thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: The, the, the eugenics people have just, you, you tune into any, live to any eugenics person, and they're just sitting there crouched up, and they're spinning like a turbine, just, just yeah. whirring up, getting ready to release this one. Mm-hmm. They're they're absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You, do you have any, I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot. I, don't,
0: I I was not. Well, this is the thing I've been just issuing my takes rather than storing them in this document. So they're <laughs> yeah. out there yeah. already.
1: They're out there. <laughs> if you have any predict predictions, shoot them at us and we can share them. Uh, yeah. I'd love to hear, get in our disc. Oh, we, Hey, look this. We tricked ourselves into sharing about our Patreon. Oh Go yeah. To, um, patreon.com slash good stuff.
0: Yep right yep i'm gonna check and, again because i can never remember
1: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> i i almost refused to remember podcasting network um yeah. if you search
0: so, patreon for good oh it is patreon.com slash good stuff thank you to chris for making that easy to remember thank you chris uh, or thank making you that maybe not chris. easy to remember but like that's the default that i go for and it is correct so <laughs> thank you for that um yeah you can sign up th- there
1: this this is the the beautiful network which which our show resides on they they make it possible for us to do this we don't have to pay for our we're not paying for our hosting there's like a lot of cost that goes into podcasting and yeah um I'm great, gratefully they host us here for free and and part of helping to support that if you pay our patreon that goes to the, the network to, to help make this possible. And you get access to our discord server where you can, you can chat with us. Yeah. And you, can you can send
0: us, you know, yeah, you can yell at us. Basically.
1: You can see when we're recording. Cause we do. You, it can, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, go, go join, join, give, give some of your, your bucks, your, your Trump bucks, give some of your $2,000 stimulus yeah. check to the good stuff network um i think that's yeah that's all for the takes oh wait there we, <laughs> there we go there we go there uh, we go last but not least andrew i want you to teach me about something
0: Mm-hmm. because i
1: saw this coming up in discourse a little bit
0: yeah 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 um i don't remember how but uh we, i don't we remember were...
1: somewhere it was mentioned and i was like oh snap i've been thinking about direct steam power I just mm-hmm, showed you a mm-hmm. video before we recorded about a guy who maintains a steam power uh, plant system, for yeah. la- mm-hmm. system in at Pratt College. The, Pr- the Pratt in, in,
0: Institute, which I believe Pratt is in Institute. Brooklyn. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's pretty cool. He's got a lot of cats roaming around, a lot of old machinery. It's been it's been, it's like, the, the, I, ever since I saw this, I was like, gosh, what the, the idea of an energy system that has lasted for like a hundred years,
0: it's yeah.
1: basically, you can just maintain like, that's pretty great.
0: Right. So, so this is steam systems, uh, which are, um, usually used for something called district heating. Um, and district heating you can think of so like you know at the very very beginning of houses you basically had like a hearth or stove in every room to heat and you had to heat each room separately then you had central heating where you had like a furnace and vents or you know like a radiator or something like that district heating is basically what if there's just one plant that produces the heat and then it is distributed to many buildings Um, It sends the heat. How does
1: it send the heat through heating the
0: district of a city, for example? And the way that you typically send heat is through a system of insulated pipes, which can um, either carry hot water or steam. Steam is a a little bit more efficient for this, but also somewhat more dangerous um, just in terms of the pressurization, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But district heating has been around for a while. In fact, the largest system for district heating uh, is Con Ed's system in New York City uh which has been around since 1882, um, provides steam Man. service to over 1,700 commercial and residential customers in Manhattan. Um, and basically, what basically in Manhattan there's a bunch of steam pipes under the under the roads and the grounds that uh, connect to all the buildings.
1: Is that why whenever you see like <clears throat> Manhattan, there's just like steam rising from the yeah, road exactly. everywhere? Exactly, oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I always so, just thought that was the the poop.
0: No, um, it's especially when it's cold out, you know, that the yeah. the the hot steam pipes will invariably condense water on the outside of them, and then that rises up.
1: Oh, um, yeah, that's what. That but is.
0: it's also an old system, and so it does leak from time to time. Um, well, as these things do. Um, but the the benefits of of um, district heating is is that it's it's a lot more efficient than sort of having you know furnaces in every home um yeah and you can also do um you know you can create the heat from a number of different fuels you can of course burn fossil fuels but you can burn biomass you can even get the fuel from or get the heat from like solar heating or from geothermal sources um yeah. heat things up that way um one they of the do things that in that, iceland yeah exactly yeah that's a big thing with iceland a lot of their power and their heat comes from geothermal sources because they can uh they don't have to dig very deep for for the ground to get warm. So, um, but one of the cool things that you can do with district heating is called cogeneration, which is basically you take the heat that you use, the steam that you generate to turn a turbine that that creates electricity. And typically, in like a normal power station, that steam just gets cycled to like a cooling tower where it gets cooled off and recondensed, and then goes back into the steam turbine. Mm-hmm. In cogeneration, instead of sending it to a cooling tower, you just send that hot steam to everyone's houses, and then it will eventually recondense and get recycled through the steam turbine. Um, And so you are able to more effectively... That heat then doesn't get wasted, because the heat otherwise just gets dumped into a cooling tower and gets burned off, basically. In this case, you're using that heat that you generate that would otherwise be wasted to heat up people's houses. Um, One thing that I learned, too, researching this, was that the steam system in New York City is not just used for heating it's also used for cooling cuz they'll use the steam to drive ac compressors instead of electricity it's a lot more efficient that way yeah you can just turn turn the compressor directly basically um I so imagine they use they use the super steam in both seasons basically of hot that and cold. would work
1: super efficiently in a place like where i am where it's dry because the differential the like that's like basically how swamp cooler works right right yeah um Wow. Well, in this case they're just it's like instead of an
0: instead of an AC um, system that's plugged into the electricity, it's it's not plugged in at all and a, you you run steam through it to turn the compressor that compresses the refrigerant. Okay, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um that's cool. so it's combined heat and power or cogeneration, these sort of systems or combined cooling heat and power are seen as probably one of the important things that we will need um, in order to reduce CO2 emissions. Um, there's a lot of district heating systems over in Europe that will, for example, burn, um, biomass, like they'll incinerate garbage. Um, so yeah. they manage to reduce their, um, you know, eliminate garbage and also generate heat from that. Um, in Denmark, they have solar heating that covers more than half of the city of Marstel's energy or heat consumption. Um, Man. So it's, it's very neat. Um, there was a local to me, um, example of this, uh, where I grew up. Um, the city of Marymont, Ohio, which is just on the border with Cincinnati, um, which was a planned community, um, was designed, Cincinnati, um, (laughs) Marymont was designed, uh, with a central steam plant and steam heating to all of the houses in the community. Um, which unfortunately that has all since been, uh, decommissioned and taken out of service, uh like all good things like natural gas uh, or something
1: yeah exactly (laughs) just replace well
0: you know this was before um uh you know air conditioning was common so then when everyone converted their systems converted their houses to have air conditioning then they just installed like a normal natural gas furnace as well and didn't Mm. need the steam heat anymore um and that's someone was asking you know why isn't why isn't the district heating stuff more popular it's just to do with the suburbanization like of America in like the 50s, 60s, and 70s when they built new communities, they didn't build steam plants and they didn't think of connecting mump like that because that was just well. The whole point of suburbs was that there wasn't supposed to be any central amenities because that was that you could be you the system of one family,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> that you, yeah, you can be your it's own just, little it's landlord. Just like
0: American individualism, basically. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, it's like,
1: that, and we're so allergic to anything that's a big investment that will right. only recoup over time but and a lot of just these, do immediate fixes you know
0: a lot of these steam systems require lots of maintenance and so instead of maintaining them they've just been decommissioned uh because that's that's the sort of american uh uh you know affliction is just like and eh, never mind <laughs> so
1: yeah gosh it's so it's such a bummer because like this this kind of stuff plays off of like whatever little portion of my brain is like an, an amprim where i'm just like um man the past is better like these mm-hmm. th- these th- there's these like more organic sort of mechanical systems that can be so efficient and especially yeah. over time you know well, there
0: you know, my university. Every building, well, nearly every building, anyway, was heated by steam. There were, there were, there was a central. It used to be the power plant for the university, um, but they started sourcing their power from the utility instead. They turned the power plant into a steam plant. So they just have a natural gas line that comes in. They heat up water to make steam, and that steam goes out to all the buildings to heat them in the winter. And it also incidentally heats up a lot of the sidewalks because the the steam pipes are under the sidewalk, so it keeps the sidewalks ice and snow free and they also had this- a chilled water distribution system as well for um you know uh the ac basically they had chilled water plants that perform the same purpose but for cooling gosh
1: this is are, 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 am i am i a steampunk now am i a steampunk i think so yes
0: yeah, fully steam filled
1: this- <laughs> fully steam filled the yeah. thing about it too that i that like so you know one of the big concerns is like well there's too much maintenance involved it's too expensive to pay people to do this work um that's that's like one of the prime examples of something that I've been thinking a lot about capitalism lately how like capitalism demands that you have a unemployed class that mm-hmm. you have a big unemployed class of people so that you can threaten workers with low wage w- w- who have low wages that like well if you ask for anything more you can just become one of these people and you don't want that right so right. there's always some lower hell you can fall into and like in a in a world that isn't premised on capitalism like you could actually allow people to do this work, which is probably meaningful work that a lot of people would enjoy. You know, you're like working with your hands, you're doing actual physical labor, you're solving problems. Um, It's probably really rewarding. And there's probably a lot of people who would like it, but they can't do it because it doesn't provide a living. But if you remove the profit motive and the motive is instead, a society that functions and mm-hmm. uh, doesn't eat itself by overconsumption, then all of a sudden these problems just like go away, and right. people can do this stuff. Like, I think this is, this is, is, is just an example of law? the
0: the tragedy of the commons as applied to America, which is like we just don't like we just don't want to have things that we share together because we don't. No one wants to accept the responsibility for them,
1: right? And well, and it's just like, we just can't map it onto our system as is. So we just give up on it instead of challenging the system to be like, well, is the fact that we can't make anything work in this system kind of a sign that it sucks? Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, we can't ask that. (laughs) And that's kind of a high level thing. I understand that. But, you know, I, I think this is like another really great example of that, like a lot of the problems of our world are solved.
0: Right. Like we have, we have a we, lot of the knowledge and technology to solve a lot just, of our problems already. Just
1: like <laughs> when it comes to transportation, carbon emissions, like we can solve so much of that with public transportation. We could do it with existing technologies. We could just have, if we just like four X the trains and buses that we had, mm-hmm. even if they still were run on uh fossil fuel, it would be a tremendous. Uh, reduction in our carbon emissions right (laughs) but because it's a cooperative type of thing it's a social level society level thing and on an individual thing we like can't seem to grok it in our brains Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but but yeah i don't know to me that's kind of like reassuring that these things do exist there's there's ways we can solve problems we just have to like get Mm. past this barrier yeah
0: yeah. So I um I can put a video in that I was watching yesterday that's about the New York City steam system and how it's used not just for like heating, but also for cooling and also like industrial uses as well. Like some people just use the steam directly in industrial processes. So
1: imagine if there was like a pipe that you could. Oh, so I was complaining about the this before the show that like I'm congested nasally right you need a steam if pipe I just, you could just put your ste- face under <laughs> a steam pipe in the wall that i just put my face in and steam it all out you know exactly. what i mean yeah that'd be great mm-hmm. free steam everywhere mm. you could imagine you could cook see imagine you had like a, a part of your range that was just steam and you could stack those little bamboo baskets on it mm-hmm. instant steam it's yep. probably not good to do it that way but mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're we ste- we're officially a steampunk podcast now. Mm-hmm. That's true. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to be better day by day. And I think I'm gonna make it but for now I'll say no idea what I'm doing I have no idea what I'm doing